Well, hello there. This is the J-Man Show on WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston's local community radio station. I'm your host, Jaya Bino. I just want to say thank you all for your prayers for my birthday. It felt so good to turn 43, and we have a great show today. We are from the play, Like Daughters, Like Pillars, Ariel Thompson. Hi, Ariel. Good to see you on the show. Hi, darling. It's, it's airy. It's, uh, it could be pronounced a lot of different ways, but I pronounce it airy. It's a blessing to see you. Um, so, um, so how did you get started in acting and, and, and this play? It was so wonderful. Wow. Well, I started acting when I was a kid, when I, I think I did my first play. I want to say I was mm, maybe nine. Um, I, my mom, I grew up, my mom's on the board of the St. Louis Rep. I grew up in St. Louis. And so I grew up going to the theater and uh, drama was like my mom's first love. So she was very supportive. Um, and actually maybe I found out of that. So all around the time when I was nine, a couple different things happened. There was a school musical called the case of the missing part of speech. And I was one of those kids who was like obsessed with mystery stories, you know, like young adult mysteries. And so I really wanted to be a detective. So I really wanted this part of detective McMurtry. I still remember the character's name. Um, but they gave it to the teacher's daughter who Bless her heart. I hope she's thriving now. But when we were in fourth grade, I thought she was a hack and that should have been mine. So I got so upset that I came home that night and I wrote a part for the play. So it was about these parts of speech, but there wasn't an adjective character. So I wrote two characters. I wrote Annie and Al, the adjective for me and my best friend, Anthony. And I came into class the next day and I said to the teacher, um, hey, I think you should put these in the play. And she did. And then they ended up showing the play on like a local access cable channel. And then the uh, one of the producers came up to me after the play and said, hey, we've got this television show. Do you want to be on it? And they, they also gave us free cable. Um, and then so I started doing that show that was like this interview show all around town. And then they eventually made me the host of it. And then on that like, you know, on cable, there'll be like local announcements. Yeah. So there was a local announcement for a production of um, You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown at a community theater. And I saw that and I was like, I want to audition because that would be the first time I'd acted like in the world. Yeah. And I went, my mom drove me to the audition. Love her. My mother's, I would not be an actress without my mother. Um, and I and I got the role and then I just kind of kept acting all my life ever since, all through high school, all through college, and then out of college and into the world. Um, and as far as this play, we actually have been working on um, Our Daughters Like Pillars for, I have been a part of the process for about two and a half years. So mm -hmm. we just closed, that was very emotional. Um, the director, Kimberly Senior, was an old friend of mine from Chicago where I went to school and we hadn't seen each other for a while. And she was in LA directing a play. And uh, I hit her up on IG and was like, hey, we should grab lunch. And right around that time, I was also like, wow, I really need a job. I'm gonna have to start calling everyone I know. So I told her that. And she said, well, actually, I've got this play and there's a role in it. And you're the first person I thought of because it's gonna be one of the harder ones to cast. Yeah. And that turned out to be Octavia. Yeah. That was in April of 2019. And then, yeah, so it's been a minute. Um, I guess it's been three years of a process. And then um, we did a series of workshops. Mm -hmm. So the first workshop we did was in July. And then we did another one in December. And then we went into rehearsals in February of 2020. And we all know what, what came shortly thereafter. So that production was halted. And we are very blessed that we got to come back and, um, and, and share it with the world. Well, that's enough for him. So glad you got this part in this in this play because it was really really inspiring. So, I'll do it to the character. To the you know, it's interesting because the character has changed a lot. She's probably changed more than any other character in the play. I mean, that's the cool thing about doing new work and getting to originate a role, is that um, like something that I 
have felt for a while, but finally found language for on this project is that the story is always bigger than the play. And so the process of workshopping and collaboration and rehearsal is that we are all have these different angles and entry points into the story. And then we got to bring that down and make a play. Yeah. And the play is not going to be the whole story. It's going to be the whole play. And so uh, with Octavia, she there's a lot in her story that's not in this play. But as an actor, I feel that you have a split duty. You, you have a duty to the story. You have a duty to your character and you have a duty to the play. Um, and so you're constantly kind of moving between those two things because there were things I understood about Octavia were things from old versions that I was like, oh, what happened to that? Like, that's a part of this character that I built. But then that wasn't in this play. But Octavia was still in the play. So it kind of was still in the play. And so that's the fun is really figuring out how much story you can put in. And so with Octavia, what drew me to this character is out of all of the family, she is the one who has made what starts off as an unconscious decision, but then a conscious decision to try to break out of her story. You know, we all have stories in our families. Some are more traumatic than others, but everybody, there's a deep story, whether the story is that, you know, your parents were super busy because they were building a business. And so you were neglected or had to take care of your siblings, or maybe the story is, you know, you were the black sheep, or maybe the story was you were the golden girl, but then you felt like you could never be normal. You know, we all have our stories. And at a certain point, as we come to deeper consciousness and desire to live with more truth in our bodies and in our lives, we have to question that story and we have to be willing to step away from it, particularly a family story. You know, with our daughters like Pillars, there's the family story of our father leaving our mother that irrevocably changed the course of all of our lives. And we have held this story. We've, we've monolithically had the vision. This is what happened and this is what it did. And what drew me to Octavia's character is that there's an inner impulse for growth that causes her to push out of this story and it leaves her kind of isolated. It breaks her down. You know, there's a lot of references to what happened to her in the spring. And I don't want to give any spoilers because the show is still available for digital streaming. Um, I will email you the link to that so that you could share that in the notes when you post this. Um, but uh, it really broke her down. But the, the reward was a certain amount of liberation. And I just, that resonated with me. I feel that that's been a journey that I've been on my life it, that ultimately the the largest arc that I'm on is an arc of raising my consciousness and becoming more liberated. And that's taken a lot of twists and turns. Um, but that is what drew me to the character that, and, you know, she was kind of goofy and she's been much goofier in other versions. Um, I really grounded her in a way that was not necessarily evident in the first drafts that I read, but that is a function of just what I bring to the role. Like even, even the craziest thing, one of the gifts that I have as an actor is that I find a way to ground it because I can imagine being in the body where that's true. So then if you're in your body with what is true for this character, it will be a grounded performance, even if it seems totally crazy, if that makes sense. So what advice can you give actors that want, that want to play? What advice can you give them? Well, the first advice I would give them is that you are going to be the first you as an actor and that your greatest gift is your essence. Mm -hmm. um, because no one else in the world feels exactly how you feel, has lived your life, has your point of view on a character, or on a story. And the more that you know yourself, mm -hmm. the better not only will you be as an actor, because to me, knowing yourself is a it's a multifaceted process. You gotta be in your instrument physically, which means you know your body, you take care of your body, you train your body so that it is flexible um, and, and that it responds, that includes your voice. You know, as you allow other characters to use your body to tell their truth, yeah. that body has to be fluid. So I highly recommend training so that you get to know your instrument. Mm -hmm. um, 
And so that you can also analyze stories because there are elements to stories, um, whether they are told as plays, as movies, as television shows. And the, the more you understand dramatic writing um, and how it breaks down and why it works and why it also doesn't work sometimes, you will just, that is such a valued gift as an actor. Um, and so the two go really hand in hand. The other thing that knowing yourself will do for you, and it's a lifelong journey. It's not like, oh, okay, I'll get to know myself and then I'll be an actor. For me, being an actor is one of the major practices whereby I get to know myself better. So it never ends. Yeah. Um, but that, that will also give you some resilience because it is a challenging career in which it feels like you have control over very little. But if you know yourself, then you have control over your responses to both the vicissitudes and the victories that you'll encounter. And you want to be able to stay in the center for both of them. You know, we all know those stories about people who like get a big break and then, you know, and then the show gets canceled, but they've lost their minds and like been a jerk or, or whatever, or conversely people who gave up too soon, you know, when it was really what they wanted to do. So you got to know yourself because it's not an easy road and it could turn out that maybe it's a road that you walk for a while that leads you to something else. Yeah. You know, maybe you're actually a director, maybe you're a writer, maybe you're a costume designer, but you know, acting is so, you know, celebrity and all like, it's easy to be like, yeah, I want to, I want to do that. But there's so many ways to be involved with, um, with dramatic storytelling that I encourage people to also it's good for you as an actor to you to explore those other disciplines, you know, um, when you're getting your training, like take a class in lighting design so that you know what, what light can do and what it's evoking. Cause ultimately, you know, we're making art yes. and there are many factors to it. And it's. Well, hello there. This is the J man show on WBCA 102.9 FM Boston's local community radio station. God, what gives me inspiration and hope, honestly, is just all the people in my life. Uh, people are a miracle and they are constantly surprising me. I've been very blessed. Uh, I have an amazing family who's been very supportive. I have always been blessed with very, very good friends. And I have also endured long periods of isolation and loneliness um, just as a result of, you know, you're living your truth. You have to make choices. Sometimes you, I've traveled a lot by myself in order to come to know myself better. And a lot of those travels were very challenging to be someplace where uh, I don't know anyone. That's something else that gives me hope. When you are able to connect with people who have had such different stories than yours, then you really understand at the end of the day that like, there's really just one of us here. It's really about love. And that like, we have not even scratched the surface of what humans are capable of in terms of our imaginations and our creativity. So what gives me hope is kind of the, the infinity of human creativity that we have yet to explore. And that I have, you know, I haven't even like, there's so much more that's in me to create. And it's, that is what gets me up in the morning. That's wonderful to hear. So, so as an actress, how do you deal with rejection? Does it hurt sometimes? Oh, sure. Yeah, it depends on how badly you want something. But when you, there are roles that like you read it and you were like, oh my God, I would give my right pinky toe to do this. And then like you get a no and you're, you know, you're telling your agent, you're like, well, did you mention my right pinky toe? I will cut it off and mail it right now. <laughs> and they're like, no, 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 no. That's, that's, that might be why they didn't cast you because you're too crazy. But um, so sometimes it really hurts. The, the kind of workaround of it is that you just have to keep going for it so that you don't, each rejection becomes, the more you try, each rejection becomes smaller. If you only try every now and then and you only put yourself out there or you only take a risk every now and then when that risk bites you in the behind, then the rejection feels so much huger. Whereas, you know, I, read, I heard this really beautiful interview with uh, the painter who was on the Roxanne Gay show. Her name is Genesis. I forget her last name. 
Um, but she's a devotional painter and now she's huge internationally, but she said something really beautiful. She said, you know, she's excited about her work being received. She doesn't worry about how, because she knows that she's been called to this work and that if she's called to it, like, because we are one with the world around us, regardless of how it feels, if you have a calling, then the world has a place for what you have. And I think that helps me with rejection too, because it just could be like, well, that's not the place that the world has for your thing. You just got to keep going till your thing lands. But like, just because somebody didn't cast you in a role, there's a million and one reasons for that that have nothing to do with your calling, with your gift, with your love for the work. So like you really just have to keep going. And if, if it reaches a point where the rejection is too much, then it might turn out that like, oh, this was a road I had to walk down, but actually like I'm not into it enough to keep going. Like you may just learn something about yourself. So it's like either way, either way, you're going to be great if you just keep going. <laughs> like, so what keeps you going every day? Um, like I mentioned, the, the creativity, finding new ways to express and explore. So I also, I also make visual art um, that I do, you know, I went to art school and so I have some skill. I really just enjoy it because I find that it is such a nice balance to performing for me personally. So when I have downtime or when, you know, the phone isn't ringing or, you know, I just got rejected from a role or I'm waiting for a new role that I won, I like to fill up that space by, exercising my creativity in a completely different way because that keeps me balanced. It reminds me that like ultimately as much as I am as acting is my vocation and my calling, it is not my identity. Um, and I think that that's an important thing. Like that keeps me going just that just kind of um, meditation. I have a very strong meditation practice uh, that I've been meditating since I was a teenager um, and my uh, devotion to my spiritual evolution uh, always keeps me buoyant because I really, um, the, the more I practice and the more devoted I am, the more evident it is to me that there is nothing to fear. And I think that when we, when we are aware that we have nothing to fear, then we naturally keep going. Yes. You know, we naturally keep going. Also, I live in LA. Um, I moved here maybe about six years ago and it was a revelation because I always get to be outside. And so I hike and I run and there's so much natural beauty here that I do find that, you know, if things get to be too much, spending time in nature will, will help you reset and it will help you go on because it's like you look at the trees and it's like, look at how tall a tree is and it's just been growing and growing and growing and like nature goes on life goes on i'm life i should go on you know <laughs> i definitely hear you my sister um so so, so how did COVID affect you it, you know it was it was a tough and very rewarding time i was blessed that way um this is not in any way to minimize how difficult it was and sorrowful for people who lost family members or lost jobs or lost homes. So I do want to like honor that mm -hmm. for myself. It was incredibly challenging at first because, you know, our production got shut down and then our whole industry was shut down. So there was just no work. It wasn't, you know, you, we did things remotely like readings and stuff, but, but there was a moment of like, <gasps> there's just no work. And that was, you know, that was scary. But as the months wore on, I really relished the opportunity to focus internally. Um, you know, when you're not, when you don't have the distraction of your daily life, right? Which none of us view as a distraction, right? Because like, you got to live, you got to work, you got to take care of your kids, you got to, you know, feed the dog, you got to all the things you have to do, right? That doesn't feel like a distraction. But when that it suddenly goes away, you realize that, huh, well, to a certain extent, I suppose it is, if not a distraction, it does siphon energy away from understanding certain core things about yourself. So I use the time to really just bite through some outstanding, you know, psychological, uh, spiritual, emotional issues and just, just make myself a better, fuller, wholer person and get clear about what it is that motivates me 
and what it is that I'm willing to go to the mat for and how do I want to make sure that the people I love know that I love them and who do I, you know, when things do open up, how do I want to spend my time? And I think that that was a, a very common experience for a lot of people that, you know, it gave them the time and space to reevaluate and to make different choices moving forward. I know so many people who just made radical changes for the better um, coming out of COVID. And I'm grateful because I was one of those people. Um, but there were days where it was just like, I, you know, I watch so much Netflix that it's like, I, you know, and then like some second seasons of things are coming out now. And like, they were things that I like loved that were giving me life when like all there was to do. And also I live alone. So I really like watching shows and movies was like my way to still feel connected to humans and keep my, my emotional flow going. But now it's like, I go back and I look at some of this stuff and I'm like, oh, it seems so much better. And I was like, cause you were there was nothing like it was your life. So just kind of funny now, like that we're out of it to, to just think of like, like I must've watched half of Netflix. I'm not even kidding. Like, some shows now I'm, I'm like, looking at like, I don't think I would look at Tiger King now that I can go anywhere I want. <laughs> I guess not to like, it was fun when I, I did watch it. I'm not trying to like, I'm not trying to thumb my nose at anybody who enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it when I watched it. Just wouldn't watch it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that sounds like you had a wonderful time. You know, even on Saturday, you had a wonderful time. You still able to get, get some drama of COVID and now still able to practice craft, you know, and get better. Yeah. And what about you? What, how was like, what did you feel was the biggest kind of change or revelation or challenge that you had? Class online, because last year I was in, I was in school, get, get my bachelor's, get my social degree in liberal arts. So I was taking classes on Zoom. So it was different because I, I had a lot on Zoom and Teams to, 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 to meet professors and instructors. So it was a challenge, definitely a challenge, but I graduated last year. So I'm, I'm glad. Oh, that. congratulations. And Congratulations. Now, and now I'm back to school to get my um, bachelor's degree in, um, in, in uh, communications at, at, at SNHU. So I'll look forward to graduating next year. Oh, nice. That's wonderful. Yay. Sending you so many good vibes for that. I appreciate it. It means a whole lot to me. Yeah, so I definitely agree having a college education system important so I can maybe become an actor myself, you know, so, you know, something to fall back on. So, like, what are you, are you working on right now? Do, do you have any projects coming up? You know what? Uh, I... Uh, what am I working on right now? I have a movie that just came out um, on Tubi. It's called Four Horsemen Apocalypse. It's like a, um, it's a, it's a, it's a low budget sci-fi movie. Those can be a lot of fun. Um, there, I get fans from like a lot of people love them. It's very different from our daughters like Pillars. And that one, I play a volcanologist who ultimately, spoiler alert, saves the world. Um, and then I, right before I left for Boston, I shot the second season of a series I'm on called Keeping Up with the Joneses that is on LMN um, and stars also the amazing, fabulous Vivica Fox. She plays my stepmother, Robin Jones. I play Pam Jones, the oldest of four sisters. And we are like a billionaire real estate family in Southern California with lots of drama. Um, it's kind of like dynasty, like it's going for that like old school, super soapy vibe. And um, the first season, it's still available. So it's, it's like uh, the first season was three hour long movies shown each week, like a mini series. And it's still on LMN. And then the second season is going to be four movies. And it, I'm assuming it's going to come out kind of the same around the same time frame. So probably like the four weeks of July, there'll be a new one each week. Um, I will post about it on my IG, um, but you can also always just go to LMN and, um, you know, the streaming one, but then they also do show them on regular lifetime, like constantly. My mom's constantly watching it. She's like, your movie is on again today. <laughs> Um, so that's a lot. I'm, I'm excited for those to come out because we have a lot of fun. Uh, the cast on those is wonderful. Um, in addition to Vivica, there's also um, just some real like 
uh, like Ted McGinley, who was like a huge TV star um, in the 80s and is still so much fun to watch. Yeah. Um, Michael Pere is in it as well as um, the women who play my sisters. I'm going to just give them shout outs. That's Ciara Carter, Shelley Sterling, and Jasmine Aviliotis. Um, they are all wonderful actresses. They'll be tagged in all the stuffs. Um, but yeah, the, that's the next project coming out. And then I am also, uh, I just, I am putting the finishing touches on completing my home art studio. And I'm starting... Um, a commission painting uh, this week while I am waiting for, uh, I just got back to LA. So now everybody knows I'm back in town and hopefully someone give me a job. <laughs> but until then I'll be painting. <laughs> Did you like being in Boston? Right. You know, I loved it. Like um, the, the first time I came, because being involved with this project, that's the first time I've ever come to Boston. So the first time I came to Boston was July. And then I came in December and that was cold. And I enjoyed working, but I was kind of like, mm, like after five years in LA, you're kind of like, mm, I don't know about this winter thing. Why does anyone think that's a good idea? Um, and so when I came this time, it was a mix. So when I first got there, it was a bit of a difficult adjustment because I was so so used to being outside every day and hiking every day. And so it was cold and the weather was a bit crap and part of my French. And um, if I don't get outside and exercise, I don't feel like myself. So it was a little hard, um, which made me a little angry at Boston, but I still do totally appreciate it. Um, and it was lovely because my nephew is actually a student at Berkeley College of Music. And then my whole family was able to come up and see the show. So our family, like they've been to Boston a lot. So there's like, we've got like a little hub there. So that's nice about it. Yeah. I don't like to call myself, so I'm trying to move to California. <laughs> yes, I, I, I recommend it to everyone except for, I mean, obviously then if everyone comes to California, it, not everyone can come to California, but when somebody says, I want to move to California, I'm always like, do it, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> well, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to, you know, pursue going to California, pursue filmmaking, acting, you know, as far as Florida. So it's like I said, the sweater is wonderful now, but when it gets to the cold, you know, I've got to be out, you know, so. <laughs> yeah. So with your communications degree, are you interested in acting and broadcast? Are you an actor as well? Yep, I, I was actually in a movie called Constable and Kevin James. I was actually, I'm also in Boston Casting, and I was in, yeah, so I'm an actor. I'm also a, film, I'm also a filmmaker, and I'm also a singer. So, yeah, so I'm trying to do it all. Oh, fantastic. Look at you. Several threats. Triple threat. Also a singer sing as well? Um, I do sing. Um, I used to sing um, instead of act. I stopped acting for several years. Um, and during that time, I went back to school for jazz vocal. Well, hello there. This is the J-Man Show on WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston's local community radio station. Hello there. This is the J-Man Show on WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston's local community radio station. I'm your host, Jai Bowen, and my guest today is wonderful singer and drummer, T.K. Johnson. Hi, T.K. Good to see you on the show today. How Hi, are you? Good to see you, too. I'm doing just fine. Uh, that's, uh, that's a blessing to hear you know. So, thank you for coming on the show. I, I truly appreciate it. So, I've seen you on YouTube. I've seen your videos. You're such a wonderful drummer and singer. So I, mean, I just want to learn more about yourself. Can you tell me about how you got started in music and where the inspiration came from? Uh, sure. Well, I got started in church, like a lot of other... Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um... My mom played piano for several churches when I was growing up, so I would always go with her. And um, there was the one of the first churches I recall going to. There was this boy, no older than probably 12, maybe 10. I was like five at the time. He was on drums. I'm like, hmm, you tell me kids can play too? I want to hop on. And I just did. <laughs> and then took that and ran with it. And I would play with my mom at church every Sunday, at least for a song or sit in with her. Yeah, everyone, everyone take note, took notice and would start calling me the next Sheila E. And yeah. then I started learning who Sheila E was at like age seven and yeah. all these other, you know, doing my research, getting more into it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I probably didn't start really taking it serious like in school and all that until I was 12. So, so I started around five, six, 
started diving in at 12, started going to Berkeley. They have, uh, in the summer, they have week-long day sessions for okay. uh, ages 12 to 14. So I did that from 12 to 14 and then did the five-week program when I was 15 and 16. And um, yeah, that, that really made me uh, it made me appreciate it a whole lot more playing with being around musicians, yeah. like-minded musicians and people who really want to take it serious. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, that's how I started. Okay. And like I said, cause I saw you in so many such a wonderful singer song, but yeah. So, so what, uh, so what music, so what songs are you, are you working on now? Um, well, I'm right now I'm working on one project in particular. It's a, it's not an original, it's sort of, it's an arrangement. I did of a Stevie Wonder tune, and um, yeah, I'm. I, I've been. That was. It was. Ugh, it was my capstone project, so I had to. You know, I decided I wanted to do a, a studio, a video recording, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I arranged horns, arranged the whole thing, and vocal, background vocals and all that. I'm singing and playing drums on it. Um, so that's been. I like I like arranging a lot. I don't. It's been a minute since I've. Hold on, that's not true. I, I, there were a couple of my tunes that I was working on this semester for a class. I just I'm very particular about my, especially if no one's ever heard like my own music. I gotta I gotta polish it up real well before I just let it out. Yeah. So what kind of songs do you like to write and sing about? I like to I like to write and sing about. Um I'm I'm an old head. And I, I I believe and because I'm a drummer, I want my music to make people get up and dance. Uh so I'm more of a some of my songs are more funky, funk writer type, like where the song is just like talking about get up and dance, shake your pants, all that type of stuff. I like I wanna have that aspect but I also do write songs about you know like I don't know the typical I have maybe one lovish song kind of but it's it's also pretty funky so I just like to write stuff that makes you get up and, and move because I like to dance so, yeah I love to dance too so and I think, and I think music should make you dance and make make you feel good about yourself. So, what kind of artists inspire you to do what you, to do what you do? Michael Jackson, the King of Pop, yeah. Yes, he. I, yeah, I was. I there was a phase of my life where I was just all, all about Michael. All about my, I have a poster right there of Michael. He's, he's still, yeah. Michael is is a just where he came from in in the many stages of his artistry and musicianship. It was like he he had an album for everyone. Mm-hmm. It's kind of wild. And so, yeah, that I like a lot of his old stuff. I like, I love Off the Wall. Mm-hmm. And when he was with the Jacksons and Jackson 5 too. Um, Stevie Wonder is a big influence. Prince is a big influence. Yeah, that's the top three, I'd say. Also, also Sheila, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Because, yeah, one, Sheila, especially because there was, um, I remember seeing a video of her playing drums and singing uh, Glamorous Life. Mm-hmm. She took a solo in the middle of the song and went right back to singing. And ever since then, I, I told her, I, I sent her that uh, this past video of, mm-hmm. I had to dr- take a drum solo at the end of the song. So I was like thinking about, as I was, I'm, I'm more of a groover. I don't solo much. So when, you know, someone takes a, someone tells you to take an open drum solo, I'm like, oh, shucks. Let me, what do you think? So I was thinking. But when when the day came, you know, I just had to let it flow. But I definitely thought back to that that video I saw. Mm-hmm. And, like, because I remember it vividly. I remember the lick she did, how she sang, how she came back in. Yeah. So that's it. Was- I absolutely agree because I actually saw her in Boston last year at City Winery. She was so wonderful. I yeah. wish I could have been there. Uh, I missed it. Yeah, she was nice. I, sh- I, sh- I shook her hand, you know, told her I love the music and all. What advice can you give artists that want to be that want to be a singer or inclusive? What- um, well, this is advice I can give them and to myself. Um, just put it out. Just put the music out. <laughs> 
real talk. I've I've given I've heard this advice given to me, so I, it's real. Cause yeah, just stop trying to mm-hmm. make it be perfect. Yeah. Show your journey. Like yes. I show, I have no problem showing my journey on drums, mm-hmm. and I, I leave all my old stuff up on my on my page because. Mm-hmm. It's like, y'all, y'all can see where I came from. I want y'all to see. It's the same with being an artist. People feel like they have to, have to have, like their first album or their first mm-hmm. single has to be perfect. They don't want to, you know, they just want that first thing to be yeah. what gets them out there. And nine times out of ten, that might not happen. So you got to put something out, have to. Yes. And don't I, stress about it so much. Yes. Yes, that's true. That's definitely true. I definitely agree. You know, if I should get myself, just put it out there. You know, yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah. So, where do you see yourself years from now? Maybe yes, or maybe signed to a record label or perform a solo contest? Because I can see on the stage perform like wow. Um. Well, I a couple of years from now. Well, the stuff I thought would be happening a couple of years from now is starting to happen now. I it's a blessing, and I don't even. And I'm thinking like, uh, okay, so now I have to think bigger because. It can come quicker. Yes. So a couple years from now, yeah, I, I'd like to, I'd like to be touring uh, regularly with. I want to tour with. I really want to tour with Brandy. Oh yeah. Please play with Brandy. Mm-hmm. Just at some point in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, also, or John P. Key or Ricky Dillard. Mm-hmm. Gospel Cat. Yeah. Um, what else? I want to have my own album out. Yeah. Like a whole project uh i want it i want well my first project i hope i hope to have this project out already but my first project i want to be or one of my first projects i want to be half or mostly my songs but also a mix of older motown songs mm-hmm. covers of motown songs rearranged because that is the basis of my being is motown yeah. i listen to it it's it's the only station that gets played in my car <laughs> on series um so yeah, I want to do I want to do that. I'd like to be you know just established. I want to live in Atlanta, really, in a house. That would be nice. Cause this paying rent in Boston thing, yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like the bills. I don't like uh uh-uh. it's it's a little. I mean paying paying a mortgage would be just as this is crazy, but it's. You know, you, you had, you're establishing something you, you want to, you know, have as your own. I, I yeah. I agree because uh, because Boston's crazy. I'm trying to move to Florida, California myself. You know. Like, yeah, and the weather is just now getting warm. I know. Just one thing, you know, I can't do it again. Someone trying to move to California, you know, Florida. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I never thought about LA, but before like mm-hmm. this year, but. I went over there for the first time in January, and it was like it's sixty degrees out here. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> y'all telling me y'all it's like this all the time? Yeah, I know. It's looking pretty good. <laughs> I had to switch up the plan. Yeah. <laughs> and I I really I mean it really doesn't matter where where I land in the next couple of years as long as I'm you know busy. I want to stay busy. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be stagnant, not doing anything ever. I want to record. I don't really record much. I'm well. I'm starting to re- getting recording for people now, but I want to be you know a regular recording artist, drummer. Mm-hmm. Um, a goal for me is to, because I don't know any female drummers on a gospel album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I really want to. I, I that's a goal for me. So if that could happen in the next couple of years, that would be great. I hear your sister, believe me, because that's my dream. That's my dream, my passion too. You know, I yeah. love, I love, I love to go on tour, go on tour with you myself. You know, yeah. I'd be a blessing. Yeah. We gotta make, make that happen. You know, make that happen. I, I nothing but time. <laughs> I'm with you. Maybe maybe I'm house in California, Florida. You know, no more snow, cold. You know. <laughs> yeah, nowhere cold. Avoid the north. Just exactly. Oh my God! You said you said it. Me and my dream come true. You know that's. I definitely. We can make it happen. Okay, let's make it happen. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Um. What do you what do you like to like to do in your spare time when you're not, when you're not recording? What what do you like to do for fun and traveling? Um. Yeah. Well, you said it. Traveling is is like if I can just go somewhere, mm-hmm. 
get up and drive. I'm blessed because I have a car up here, so I can just drive if I feel like it. But gas is is crazy, so I stay in the house for the most part. But I like to I like to travel. I like to go see concerts and other music stuff. I know I don't. I really don't do much besides. I'm really trying to think of hobbies. Mm-hmm. Like okay, I I like doing puzzles, like logic puzzles. Oh yeah. I. Uh, I don't do it as often though. <laughs> Hobby, you know this is this is a this is a very funny question because when you ask like Berkeley musician students mm-hmm. what their hobbies are, they have the same problem. I'm noticing that. Yeah. I'm yeah. having the same problem. I didn't have any because music was everything we did. Music. I gotta figure out what I like to do outside of it. Are you also in an actress as well? I would love to be. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I don't have no, I don't have any, well, I have a little experience doing like plays. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, just a little bit, like for, you know, summer camps and stuff. And yeah, just, just a little bit in high school. But I, I, I really, that would be, that would be a goal in a couple of years. Land an acting gig, whether it's a commercial. Yeah. Because I, I'm a character. Oh, yeah, me too. I, <laughs> I don't know how well I would do, you know, with I don't, I don't know, but I'd like to ex- explore that realm for real. Have you signed for Boston Casting? Because they're always casting for actors and movies, so. I I have. I'm pretty sure I get emails, I think. I get some casting emails. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, that's, that looks cool. I'm going to try to get more into that for sure. Yeah, because I think that'll be, I could definitely see the movie playing a little movie, you know, so just, just like her, you know. You can, mm-hmm. I see that as Natalie Shakir as a her, you know, Brandy. I see you getting Grammys, awards, everything, you know. You uh, better speak it, sir. Watch yourself. I, I, I'll put a phrase on it right now. Like I said, yes, I interviewed TK. I interviewed TK, and she was on my show, and, and look at that, you know. They can just from true, you know, I can see it right now, you know. So, yes. So, I'll speak of the truth and bless you to you. So my next question to you is, how did uh, COVID affect you of having been shut down? Did that affect your music, you know? Man. <laughs> yes. It, it affect, that's a good question. I actually, probably 2021, mm-hmm. from fall, fall semester of 2021 into spring semester, both of those semesters, there was a period where I just did not really care whether whether or not I was playing or whether or not my life actually uh you know I whether or not I ended up being this drummer and, and touring artist and musician and all that I, I really didn't care I was working at Amazon working at Whole Foods for Amazon um and I just wasn't really playing as much and so since you know everyone was here I didn't really or everyone was you know more so back home in the fall. Where were they? Yeah, yeah, in the fall and that whole year, 2021. Uh, there was there wasn't really there were really a lot of people you know hanging out, jam with you know fellow musicians yeah. up here at the time. So I I moved in. I'm getting my years mixed up. No, this is fall 2020. There it is. See, <laughs> pandemic messed my timing up. Fall 2020. Uh, yeah, I moved here in in this uh apartment slash house. Uh, and and it was it was a it was a big dive into living on my own and I don't I don't, I don't know I feel like it was a mixture of the pandemic and just like diving into adulthood yeah middle of the pandemic starting to pay bills and do all this stuff on your own but yeah it was it was it was getting me down a little bit I had to come out come out of that real quick yeah. I, I really did not. I just didn't care. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'll be fine with working at Amazon. Knowing good and well, I did not want to work at Amazon. Knowing I wanted, knowing this has been my dream. But something allowed me to, you know, just have that mindset. But luckily it's gone now and things are flourishing. Yeah, it definitely put a hold on me for a minute though. You went to college right now? I just graduated. Congratulations. Did you get your bachelor's degree? Yeah, bachelor's in professional music. With um, concentrations in songwriting and contemporary writing and production. It's a long, long title. Did you just graduate this month? Yeah. Uh, yes, May 7th. Oh, my God. Congratulations. I'm fresh. <laughs> Thank you. It's because I graduated from RCC. I'm still going to get my bachelor's degree for, for next year in, in communications. So, yeah. But 
I'm half idea, but for that's one of him. I'm glad you finished college, so school's important, right? Yeah, you made it. You yeah, actually made it to become a Mickey, you know, so I'm glad that I'm glad to hear that you got to get that you got a college degree because that now you got something to fall back on, so you know, yeah, because yeah. a, a lot of musicians, a lot of people think that at the different high school, that's it, you know, but it's not, you know, you should at least have a college education, you know, some get to get to get somewhere, you know, because most people want to see that, you know, so my next question is this do the deal for Jackson, um, yeah, it hurts. Uh, try not to try not to think about it too, too uh, personally. Take it too personally, because yeah, if you take things personally all the time, you'll just feel like people are attacking you all the time, and that's not rarely the case. You just be like, okay, well, it wasn't for me. If it is, then I'll come back around. If it's not, I'll get something else. Um, yeah, I don't. I try not to let it. But it fades me too bad. That's what I'm you know, because I've been just so many times, so I know how you feel, you know, so. I used to take it real personally. Does racism affect It is. Um, it, I, you know, I haven't had that many instances uh, where I had to deal directly with uh, racial prejudice or, I mean, sometimes at wedding gigs, people will confuse me for the, the black singer. Yeah. Like, oh, you were so like, I'm actually on drums, but thanks. <laughs> I'll, tell, I'll let her know. Um, but I mean, apart from, I, I've been fortunate to not have to have had to deal with that yet. I hope that not really have to, but I know there's a possibility that it'll come around. But as of now, I can't think of any anything. If it, it, maybe if it was there, I just wasn't paying attention, trying to block it out. Yeah. I understand, you know, because it's so it's just so sad. You know, I did it for a long time. I've always like one of few was. Oh, uh, nah. I had a good childhood. I had a real good. Uh, both parents in the home. I have three sisters, three older sisters. I'm a baby of four. Um, and yeah, we all all graduated from the same high school. It was a all we lived in Richmond, Virginia. That's where I grew up. My mom plays, still plays for different churches, her keys, piano. And um, she's, she majored in math at Harvard, actually. So she she likes to teach, she, she used to. Now she's a homebody after the pandemic. She teaches math here and there. Mm-hmm. She likes to have free time though. She, she, she's a, she, yeah, she doesn't, so at least since I've been around, my mom was more so the stay at home mom but also goes to church and teaches the choirs and all that wednesday night tuesday night friday night was it monday night it changes every week because she plays for a different church every week you know services and and rehearsals my dad you know i'd be struggling because he always has a different job (laughs) It's, it's always something but he's always working so uh but yeah he's uh they're both both home all the kids are at the house um, yeah, but I, I, I had a good childhood. They were loving parents. Oh, that's wonderful. Loving family. Yeah, it's funny to have a, have a family of your own one day. Yes, I really do. I want my own Jack Johnson five or whatever my last name will be. Yeah. I want five kids. <laughs> Big old family. Big old house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I might change my mind once, once I you know, get on the first one, but... That's my that's my dream right now. A big family. I want to love and pass my all my stuff on to whatever I have to give. Yeah. That's my dream too, you know, is to have a kid someday, you know, people pass my 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 stuff on to him, you know, someday. Mm-hmm. That's my dream too, you know, hopefully it'll happen someday, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know, no, it's, you know, if it's, if it's, if it's the right time, you know, it'll it happen. So, so what are you planning for the summertime? It's getting nice. Sun- so I'll be traveling a lot. Really? Yeah. Uh, I'm actually leaving the country for the first time. Oh, wow. I'm going to Europe. Awesome. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm going, going on tour. Can't oh. tell you who with yet, but yeah, that's. That's, that's a big bulk of my summer right there. Wow. Uh, like other little things that are coming in, you know, people are really flocking to my DMs right now, trying to get work. It's like I got my diploma and everyone's like, whoa, okay, you're free. <laughs> Come do this. I love it. Keep me busy. 
Right All through the end of the year. Keep me busy. Absolutely. So, yeah, I'll be in Boston uh, for for most of the summer. Okay. I won't be here in the month of July. But um, in Boston doing weddings. and I had weddings planned from last year. And I was like, if I have nothing else, I'll be playing weddings. All right. That, that pays the bills alone. I hear you, you know. So I'll, yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, we're just seeing how it goes, though. Seeing what what else comes my way. Definitely want to travel. Definitely will be traveling. When I want to travel too. I love traveling. Well, hello there. This is the J Man Show on WBCA one hundred two point nine FM, Boston's local community radio station. Germany, United Kingdom, Spain, and Switzerland. Okay. And then we come back July twenty fifth or something like that. Oh wow! That whole that whole month is, is out. Then there's some stuff in August in Canada. Um, then towards the end of the year too. Mm-hmm. Artist I'm playing with actually has a headline tour, so he's he's on his way to like mm-hmm. not mainstream yet. He's more of an indie. Indie pop rock RB, but also I don't even like to give him a, a, a genre. Well, hi folks, this is Jay Bino. Hope you enjoyed my show tonight. I want to thank my special guests, Edward Thompson and TK Johnson, for coming on the show tonight. It was an honor to meet them and learn their story and spend my time with them. Um, we have more shows coming like this, more episodes, more interviews that give people what they need to know about passion, love and just how to be a better person. My, that's what my show is about. That's what I'm about. So from the bottom of my heart to the depths of my soul, thank you for your support and, and supporting my show, making it the best show on WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston's local community radio station. And it's also on bnnmedia.org. And I have episodes on YouTube slash GIA Vinyl. So you can go there and see my show. We have new ones. And again, my show is about contact and signing people to be the best that they can be and bring out people's greatness. So, and I'm available 24 7. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, I'm everywhere. So, in my email, it's okay, J A I Y E B Y N O E at yahoo.com. That's my personal email. So, I'm pretty happy to have you on my show. I want to learn about you. I want to learn about your journey, what inspires you, your greatness, so I can bring it out. Show the whole world. We need more people like yourselves as well as myself so I can help create a generation of new people. So from bottom of my heart to that's my soul thank you for your love, your support and watching my shows, making the Jamie show what it is today. I love you all. God bless you and stay tuned. Let's stay focused. Let's stay safe, stay healthy. We will make it. Hope, hope everyone has a good summer and God bless you all.